Welcome to a combative episode of ARG Presents. I'm Amigo Aaron, joined by a man that in the fighting game world is mostly associated with Glass Joe, the Brent. I would prefer to be Dan. At Dan. least he, he, he uh, grew. Dan. <laughs> that was the meagerest fireball on earth. So, <laughs> if you joined us last week, we spun the wheel. And amazingly, we made the deal that this guy caught ahead of time. And we will be playing games from the fighting game genre of yes. arcades and home consoles. Yes. Now, Brent, uh, we both obviously well known for our love of fighting games. Uh, do you recall the fighting game that really got you uh, into the entire genre? Oh, uh, Street Fighter Two. That was uh, the first big one that oh, got you. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, before that, I had played. Uh, I had played the original Street Fighter and thought it was man. Uh, of course, I was also. Uh, Young enough at the time to not realize what that was going to grow into. Right. And grow into something it did. Yeah, it sure did. I remember, really, the one that hooked me that I thought was a great game was the two-player Karate Champ. Uh, having been in karate yeah, myself, okay. uh, I really... Now, <clears throat> I can name some other ones that, that got me going. Now, I'll admit, Street Fighter Two blew everyone away yeah. uh, when it came out, but... Uh, I thought Karate Champ was a very underrated game. No one talks about it anymore, and I think that's because uh, it's not easily emulated due to the way the joystick setup the is. Sticks. And that game was at its best with two people playing simultaneously. I well, always like that. That's the thing. Uh, it was great game. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not. I'm great game. Um, however, once you learn how the computer fights, you can pro you can pretty much fight him forever. I. Anytime really? I play, oh yeah, I can get to Dan Five, which is like something like thirty matches in. Yeah, almost every time I play. No kidding. Um, I didn't realize there was a pattern to it. I just, well, I, it, but it, it's a good aspect of a fighting game because you obviously you learn your moves and you learn how to get full points over half points and uh, even the mini games in between. You start learning how to do those. Like so you have to do the crouching yeah, punch hard. To, to hit the bull and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I uh, uh, I was a big fan of that game, and I I think the double joystick uh, element is a good actual way to do fighting games. And I don't know there haven't been that many that used it. The one that comes to mind didn't use a double joystick element, but it reminded me of it was uh, Panzer Kickboxing, which me and you both enjoyed on the Amiga, uh, where you uh, you use the joystick in a direction, hit the button, and you could program your own fighters, which was a pretty novel concept at the oh, time. Oh yes, it was great. That's another game. You know, I often talk about my love for pants kickboxing. It's and it comes out under different names and different uh, in different areas and on uh, different consoles and stuff. But I thought that was a real fun game, and I thought the I, I really liked the, the uh, custom customization of the actual fighter. I thought that was pretty cool from oh, a, from excellent. a large yeah. from a large array of moves, which is something else that I liked about Karate Champ. You had a ton of moves you could do with those two joysticks, and I thought that was fun. There was a fair amount of moves, although, really, about one-third of them were unusable because of their range. Well, I mean, I guess it's that situa that's, let's say situational. Shall okay, we? that's fair. Yeah. So, <clears throat> being that we're looking at fighting games this week, I thought it might be fun just to do a, a quick, like, segment where we talked about sort of the history of fighting games and just discuss some of the high points uh, since we you know, who knows when we'll be back this way again? Absolutely. So I've got a little gimmick here. So <clears throat> I thought this was interesting. Uh, the very and I, what was the very first credited uh, fighting game? And I think I don't know if I discussed this with you or not. You did, but I would have guessed boxing anyway. Yeah, it was uh, uh, according to 
the pundits, the, the people that look into these sorts of things. In 1976, Sega had a game called Heavyweight Champ. Now, I remembered Heavyweight Champ, but I remembered a later version, which I, which came out in 87, which actually was in color. Uh, the uh, original uh, Heavyweight Champ was in was in black and white. Obviously, it was a monochrome uh, uh, game, and it was a it was two boxing gloves, and you're and you're basically it's a two player boxing game. Sure, which is cool, uh, and it's neat to think that the that the genre sort of began so long ago. It's amazing what those guys did in the seventies with with the technology that they had available yeah. to them. You know, and I haven't actually played this, and I'm going to have to look into it. So <clears throat> let's flash forward. Uh, and this is funny since we just talked about it. In '84, you had the release of Karate Champ, which we discussed. And then another game that I really enjoyed was in '85 was Yar Kung Fu. Remember yes, Yar Kung Fu? Absolutely. Now Yar Kung Fu was a, a much more manic sort of fighting game than uh, than uh, Karate Champ. I mean, you were it the was pace, crazy time. The pace was certainly yeah. One of the things I liked about Yar Kung Fu was the varying uh, bad guys in it. You had a guy with a chain. You had a guy with a bow staff. You had a guy with chucks. You had somebody through throwing stars, so it was a real interesting game. You you played this oh, one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And this oh, yeah. thing, that thing got ported everywhere too. Yeah. Didn't it? <clears throat> the my biggest issue with that was the floating jump that you did. Yeah. I mean, I understand it well, was I mean, trying it to was go for that wire floating. Through. Yeah. Oh, it was. But he jumped. He just jumped high. When I think floaty, I think like virtual fighter. That's floaty. That's also this, floaty. This game, you just he just he jumped way up in the air and so did the opponent. <clears throat> so. Um, Let's flash ahead to 87, all right? We're getting, now the genre's starting to go. Uh, so, in, in 87, the original Street Fighter's released, uh, which uh, uh, is not great. That's admittedly not great, but it, no. it, it did kick off the series. It, the, the nice thing about Street Fighter that I recall is the sprites were big. They were not greatly animated, yeah. but also that's where you started to see, you know, you could do super moves. You could throw fireballs, and you could do spinning, or dragon punches and spinning kicks. Right. Now, I found this interesting. Uh, uh, Takashi Nishiyama, who directed uh, that, that Street Fighter, and the and, uh, Hiroshi uh, Matsu, Matsumoto, who, who was a planner at Capcom, they both left after Street Fighter came out and went to SNK. Right, huh. makes sense, and that's what. They, and that first thing they started work on was a game called Street Smart, which came out in '89. I don't, I don't, I'm not familiar with that one. Have you played I, that I one? I believe that is, um, and I could be wrong about that, but isn't that a Final Fight type of game, but with fighting moves? I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with Street Smart. I'll, I'll, be, I'll be honest with you on that one. Um, <clears throat> so moving ahead into '90, this is where uh, it starts becoming real. If you know what I'm saying, because it's the year. That Neo Geo comes out, and and as this list says, which amused me, there were no fighting games released in the first year that it came out. But listen to this lineup. This is slightly off topic, but listen to this. This is your Neo Geo starting lineup. Okay, All right. baseball stars, great. Blues sure. Journey, which I don't know. Cyber Lip, Magician Lord, Mahjong. Right, those are all pretty good. Cyber, I mean, the Magician Lord's not bad. Nam, nineteen seventy five. That's pretty fun. <clears throat> Ninja Combat. Puzzled, Riding Hero, The Super Spy, and Top Players Golf. Not a bad opening salvo, but and it gave you a little taste of what because they would have refined all those genres, you know, yeah. in, the pre, in the coming years. So, nineteen ninety one was a big year for fighting games. Uh, Street Fighter Two comes out in ninety one, um, and of course, it's credited with starting the uh, the big boom. Oh yeah. Now, <laughs> and I remember, and we we could talk about this, Brandy. You can talk about it. Uh, when this thing got ported to the Super Nintendo, 
Uh, we were Johnny on the spot, weren't we? It, it, it was such, such a good rendition. And consoles at the time, uh, sprite movement, you know, move, working with these big, beefy sprites and keeping them agile was was what they did. I mean, yeah. because the Nintendo started the sprite era and then the Super Nintendo was like, all right, now we've refined it. Because when you went to the Nintendo 64 and whatnot, you started doing 3D stuff. Yeah. So this was... It all kind of fell into place to get a near arcade perfect rendition on release. I remember going to the mall and getting. And we, I remember we teamed up our money yep. to get that, and we never teamed up for anything, no. brother. We didn't do nothing. Uh, so get these numbers. Uh, when it was released on the Super Nintendo, it sold six point three million units. Yeah. <clears throat> the various multi-platform console ports clocked in at fourteen million copies. And in 94, it would have been played over tw- by, by over 25 million Americans in homes in the arcades. Yeah, all justified. It was, <clears throat> so, it was so good. Amazingly, another popular uh, fighting series came out just a year later and debuted on the, on the Neo Geo. And it was the, uh, the, also uh, the second fighting game to come out in the Neo Geo. The first being King of the Monsters, yeah. which was actually, that game was okay. It could have been great. It was pretty good. It was okay. It was I, all, I never liked it. Uh, but this would have been the Fatal Fury series. Yes. Now, Fatal Fury uh, was a, a, a incredibly popular game. Absolutely. It? Absolutely. You know, now, what did you think about Fatal Fury as a game in general? Uh, enjoyed it. Did you it, like, was there <laughs> one in particular you liked? Uh, Terry Bogard. Uh, I mean, was there one game in the series that you... Oh, uh, I would say it peaked at probably three for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that was when they were still refining what they had before they started really uh, experimenting with... Well, I guess Fatal Fury Special for that era. Uh, the Fatal Fury games got went down a weird path for me. The, some of the most recent ones, they just don't feel the same... Uh, Maybe it's because my my taste for fighting games have altered a bit, but I gotta admit that I was never a, a huge fan of the Fatal Fury series. Oh, I love Terry Bogart. Well, I mean, I like some of the characters from it. I believe my uh, yeah May or whatever she's from it, but and we, we'll talk about that, that as they appear later. But I but I wasn't as as a game itself. It wasn't one of my favorites. Much like uh, Art of Fighting was not not amongst my favorites now, see, either. Uh, I like Duck from <clears throat> Art of Fighting. Uh, the the uh, cocktail waitress type, mm. she wore a suit and everything. Yeah. Um, I remember that game because of its scaling that yeah. it had. That uh, was pretty impressive at the time. Speaking of Art of Fighting, in 92, here comes Art of Fighting. Another game that was released that year, again, these are Neo Geo games, uh, is uh, World Heroes. Now, World Heroes I really liked, actually. I liked every iteration of that. It was a lot of fun. Wacky characters. Uh, doing wacky things. Yeah, I enjoyed a lot of artifying. Uh, so the, I guess Rasputin was my guy in that. I liked it. I liked the uh, the crazy cannibal guy with the you know the the witch yeah. doctor guy. Yeah. I liked. I, I kind of liked him. Um, so uh, also making its debut. Well, actually, ninety two was a big year for fighting games. That was the year that the uh, Street Fighter two got ported to NES, Super Nintendo, I should say. Mortal Kombat uh, arrived and. The big one, Time Killers, arrived, which we'll get into later. <laughs> so, Mortal Kombat. I remember the first time I saw it, it was at a mall in uh, in, Kanawha, in Kanawha City, the Kanawha Mall. And it was a big crowd around this game. And I was like, and they had a good arcade at that mall. And I was like, what's going on here? And I watched it. And it's the first time in my life that I've ever seen a game. This is going to sound so silly now. 
that I thought they went over the line. I really did. I thought this is too much. Uh, and which is funny now, because if you watch, if oh, yeah. it, but I mean, I will say I'm a big, big fan of the old chop suey Kung Fu movies. Right. And no game in my mind ever captured the feel of that genre better than the original Mortal Kombat. The yeah. original had that feel. There was something about it. It was the sound effects. It was the scenery. All the it, backgrounds you know, and stuff. It, it, that's what I liked about it. It was really, I thought it was really, uh, they did a great job. The guys were nice and large and beefy and, the, and they were, you know, and here we are, we're in the land of digitized graphics. Yep. Now, were you a fan of uh, MK when it came out? Uh, I always thought Mortal Kombat was kind of a clunky fighter. Yeah. Um, I still I enjoyed it. I played the heck out of it. Uh, played all the characters. It was that was probably one of the first fighting games where I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna master everyone because there was only what seven fighters. One, two, yeah. Uh, so it was not a daunting task to do. Uh, I settled on Scorpion for the for the person I played in Mortal Kombat the most. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, he was. I think he was probably the second easiest guy to play after Liu Kang. You know, probably. The, you know, and then you get in. I think the guys that were the toughest to play probably Kano. I always thought he was. I found him difficult to play. I, th I think and you, oh, Sonya, Sonya was, was also tough. difficult to play. Yeah. And then you had a couple there in the middle. So yeah, I liked the original Mortal Kombat, but I mean at the time it really t I was taken aback, which is funny because uh, as the new Mortal Kombat's have came out, I mean the most recent ones. This being uh, we're recording this in 2019, they are unbelievably violent. Oh yeah, and, and really yeah. I think it's it's gotten to the degree where I don't even play them. I just I mean I, and I, the last one I played was the the last real big iteration. I was a ten. I don't know what the newest number is, but where it have X rays, bones break. I mean, yeah. it really got crazy. And I think, I think the more they focus on that for me, the less interesting the game is. When you when and, and really both the big guys, Street Fighter and and uh, uh, Mortal Kombat, have kind of went to this thing that sort of actually stops combat for a minute to show you little cutscenes and stuff. And I'm not sure how I feel about that in in, in a fighting game. Uh, it's okay at the end of the fight. But when it happens in the middle of the fight, it kind of I don't I don't it kind of blows the flow for me. I understand what you're saying, and although uh, X-ray moves and some of the incredibly over the top stuff that was in you know the later Mortal Kombat's, uh, they really refine the combat for the most part. Oh yeah, I think they do play way better. I'll grant you that, but I just don't like those cuts. Sure, they, they bug I understand. Me. So let's move on to. Uh, to uh, 93, and this was a pretty big year for Capcom. They released the uh, CPS2 hardware, which we both had, Huge, yes. uh, This, which is an arcade uh, board set that was it basically had interchangeable cartridges that would go yes. in it to play different games. The funny thing is, you almost never saw just the cartridge with these, at least in my experience. You always, always had different CPS2 complete units. Yeah. Uh, and... Of course, these things had several problems that went on to plague arcade owners later in life, including this thing called a suicide battery, which would kill them dead. Uh, when uh, and you know that was always annoying. Uh, the uh, also they were different. Uh, you could they were not interchangeable with different regions. Yeah. That was also a real hassle. Uh, but anyway, uh, mm -hmm. it uh, that CPS two hardware came out was super Street Fighter two. Now here we go into the realm of the many many uh, iterations of Street Fighter two. Uh, so, how did you take that? Looking back on it now, and how how did you feel about it when it when they were doing it? Because they, you had literally, you had Street Fighter Two, you had Street Fighter Two Championship Edition, you had Street Fighter Two Hyper Fighters, you had Super Street Fighter Two, Super Street Fighter Two. Uh, there was another. There were Turbo. two Turbo. That's right. That's a lot of basically the same game. It was odd. They, they a lot of people were, know Valve as not being able to count to three. Yeah. 
with all the Half-Life 2s and Team Fortress 2s and all that. Yeah. Capcom was the original person who was unable to count to three. Yeah, and it took them quite a while. And I understand it? why they did it. They really wanted the step from two to three to be special because they knew they had the name appeal of Street Fighter 2. Uh, and, oh my gosh, I was so disappointed when I was playing Street Fighter 3. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to that. Uh, also that year, and now this, I thought this is interesting. Uh, this is the year that Fatal Fury and SNK began to mix their fighters into different games. All right? Um, the uh, uh, This is when, like, other game, basically fighters from other games would make guest appearances in different fighting games of, of the SNK title. So you saw sort of the... This was the groundwork being laid for what was to come with with that with that bunch. Uh, you also had to release a Fighters History in '93. Now, uh, we owned Fighters History. We may still yes. own it. I don't know where it's at. Uh, which was uh, Fighters History was sort of a I think it was a Tato that did that one, and it was a yeah. it was basically a uh, a very close homage to Street Fighter Two. It was and this is the one they went to court over, and they yep. <clears throat> and because Capcom defended the fact that no one else could should be allowed to make a game like a Fighters History. Yeah. Or like Street Fighter, and it was ruled that that you know, and you can consider what would have happened if that court case went the other yeah. way. But but the door was open for everyone to make uh, games that were very closely resembling Street Fighter, and uh, but I actually liked Fighters History. I thought it added a couple elements that were the, the clothing element where you could knock that off. I thought that was kind of cool. I liked several of the fighters. I liked Ray. He looked crazy. He did a DDT. I always thought that was a. I thought it was a cool game. I, I, I never got into Fighters History. Here's a couple other duds. Uh, oh, I, I thought it was Data East, dude, not Tato. My bad. Um, also, Power Instinct and Marshall Champions. I also, really, I didn't like any of those. <laughs> I thought those were all garbage. Um, Sega, also that year, starts up Virtua Fighter. Yep. In 93. That's crazy to think that. Yes. Now, Virtua Fighter, when it came out, uh, was... Um, Pretty remarkable looking game, wasn't it? It was in it was a medium res monitor, an arcade machine, and it was uh, uh of course it was in 3D. But I mean, it was actually I thought it was a really fun game. Again, that was the embodiment of floaty, yes, leaping. I mean, you would leap. That wasn't even that wasn't even wire leaping. That was just like you're on the moon yeah. fighting, you know. But yeah, I thought that was a good <laughs> game. Uh, a couple other games that came out that year that need to, that need to be discussed: World Heroes Two, which is probably the pinnacle of that series, tremendous game. Yeah. And another game that I love the series, uh, I love it, love it, love it. Was Samurai Showdown. The original Samurai Showdown was great. Yes. And Samurai Showdown Two, two was, was even incredibly better. great. Those are both, and that was weapons based uh, uh, tussling. Yeah. Which I, which was uh, something that was still pretty un unknown. There've been a couple games that did it. One we'll talk about later. Uh, but I liked I liked both those uh, tremendously. I'm, I'm guessing you're a big fan. Oh of yeah. It. yeah. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um, so let's move in '94. Um, this was a big year because in '94 we had the release of King of Fighters '94. Yeah. Uh, this was a game that mixed characters from the Fatal Fury series, the Art of Fighting series, Akari Warriors, Psycho Soldier, and some sports titles, all into this game. And it was really fun. You got to pick a team of fighters. Yeah. Uh, at that time, I believe you could only pick the teams. You couldn't individually pick Correct. fighters. And you and you would have these team battles. Team battles were that was pretty uh, fertile territory there that hadn't been very uh, cultivated. And you had a bunch of crazy characters from around the world. And it was neat to see. It really was a. Uh, 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 you felt like it was something special. Yes. Because it had all these different fighting uh, game yeah. groups in it. it, it what, what did you think about that when it came out? I I, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked that first of all, because I always thought 
you know, these companies are all, car, you know, held on their intellectual property like grim death, and you never see crossovers like this. Well, you know, of course, S&K, they were all from their stuff for yeah. the most part, so they knew what they were doing. Smart move, though, cultivate these... And Nintendo has made this into an art form. They yeah. taking your various properties and mixing and matching them. You're an idiot not to do it. Correct. You know, you'd have, you'd be insane. And I, I love that. And really, uh, I, I still think that's not been done to its fullest potential. You know, there's money laying on the table at the windy companies. This, you know, what it reminds me of. Remember when they did, who framed Roger Rabbit? And they got all these different cartoon companies together. They all walked away from the table with a few bucks. You know, it was yeah. easy money. So I think sometime in the future we're going to see the big game. The issue though is when you put all your characters into a game and it flops, yeah, it, it hurts. It, I mean, it's a ripple effect. Now, of course, King of Fighters would go on to be a series I believe they're not even done with to this day. I know they've made one fairly yeah, recently. Yeah. Uh, here's one that was another one that yeah. took everybody by surprise. <laughs> Capcom had a pretty good year in 94. They released uh, X-Men Children of the Atom, yes. which was a seminal title for them due to the fact that it was a superhero-based. Yeah. It's funny, I remember discussing with you uh, back in the day, that they could take this Street Fighter engine, this the the or the the gameplay and the and the way things work, and you could literally plug in anyone. We talked about it, and sure enough, they did that. Yes, much like they did the same thing with the Final Fight engine. You could literally set that with anything. They did it. This is the exact same thing. Give Capcom credit. This was low hanging fruit, and they yeah. grabbed it and they did a good job. I mean, totally, Adam was a real good looking sure. game. Another interesting game from Capcom that year, Darkstalkers. Yeah, excellent. That's another wacky excellent series right there, Darkstalkers. I mean, that, that's, again, they took a little bit of, I mean, this was a way bigger risk than, than the X-Men game. Yep. Uh, they took uh, monster properties and incorporated them into their own fantasy fighting game. Yeah. And it, it, it worked. It I, was a lot of fun to play. Yeah, it was. It was, and, it, and, it, and that series is another interesting series. I mean, is it my favorite? No, but it's definitely different. It's wacky, too. What, super wacky. Yeah. Um, also in 94, uh, and, and you know, we're right in the heart of, of the big time. This is when fighting games are blowing up. Exactly. You know? uh, and you've got Virtual Fighter 2 and Tekken. Now... Virtual Fighter 2 was a tremendous... It's funny how the second game, they really get it right a lot of times. Tremendous leap. Virtual yes. Fighter 2 was an outstanding game. Yeah. And the characters that added was were great. That The old Drunken Master, yes. one of my all-time favorite characters in any game. Beautiful. I mean, just a, a beautiful-looking title. Now, Tekken was a Tekken 1 was a kind of a raw title when it came out, but uh, they differentiated themselves from, from Virtual Fighter in almost every way. Even more over-the-top characters, incredibly wacky scenery, bizarre plot, you know, yeah. really strange game. Uh, crazy maneuvers that you could not yeah. see in real in the real world. I did not. See, I, I, I enjoyed Virtual Fighter and Virtual Fighter 2. I did not like Tekken. Let's talk about another. This is 94. This, this is a crazy year. What else, what else came out that year? Well, how about um, Killer Instinct? Another game that came out of nowhere and was a genre buster. Yes. Uh, I know you were a huge fan of huge KI. Huge fan. And, of course, it's funny. We actually covered uh, Killer Instinct a while back. I think it was on the Super Nintendo. What, what did you, uh, when you first saw it, what did you think? I, it was a lot like uh, Mortal Kombat. I was like, holy moly. When they had the, the cut scenes, the CGI cut scenes in between, that was mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Killer music was off the charts. Oh my god! As we so talked about good. it in that old episode, yeah. Ki was one of the first fighting games where I where I said, "I'm going to actually learn the systems," because at this point you had, especially like with Virtual Fighter, you had 
the 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 moves and stuff in that were so unique. I mean, I learned all the special moves throughout most of the fighting games I ever played. But Killer Instinct was a different beast. You had to learn the combo system. You had to learn how things chain together. You had to learn how to stop it as yes. well. Uh, it was a, a, I mean, say what you will about the system. It's not my favorite, obviously, but because I'm more of a block and 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 play the short game type from Street Fighter. However, a beautiful, beautiful game. Yeah. Unlike these other games you talked about, it did not peak with the second one. It no. Was, it peaked, <laughs> no. It went downhill quickly. But this was really supposed to be a, uh, uh, this was supposed to uh, um, appetize you for what was to be the Nintendo 64. Yes, and the it time did. The Ultra 64. And boy, well, that, that was a letdown. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Now listen to this. Just, I love the system. But so listen, listen. these are the games that all came out that year. Listen, just, I'm just going to run through these real quick. Sure. Art of Fighting 2. Samurai Showdown 2, which we both agree is awesome. Power Instinct 2. I never got into that series. Uh, it's fun, though. Fighter's History Dynamite, which was the second Fighter's History, which actually is a good game. I like Fighter's History Dynamite. World Heroes 2, which is great. Jet. It's a World Heroes 2 Jet, which is good. Uh, Aggressors of Dark Combat, which I didn't like. Uh, Golden Axe of the Duel, which I didn't like. Uh, as, and Primal Rage. Now, I told my buddy Chad we would talk about Primal Rage. This is a game from Atari. It was one of their last computer, uh, arcade releases. This game gets no love. No love, brother. I did a uh, an Amigos play on the Amiga version of Primal Rage. Right? An excellent title on, 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 a, on, a, on, a, on a system star for decent uh, uh, fighting games. I always really liked Primal Rage. It looks At first, you look at it, you're like, look at this crap. But it's a slick production. It's unique. There's, there's really no other fighting games like it. And the uh, dinosaurs are cool looking. I thought it was a really uh, fun game. Now, yeah. is it King of Fighters? No. Is it? Oh uh, no, it's better than King of Fighters. Well, not, oh, I mean, way better than King of Fighters. Well, I mean, I, I I think it's a good game. I mean, I don't I don't put it on the upper. I almost did it for the show. I came an ace of doing that, which because it's so unusual. But that's when I urge people to give a second chance. It was released on every console and every computer had a copy of it. So it's one you should check out. I always I always kind of dug it. So one real quick thing. Uh, with Primal Rage, the mini games that you could kind of play in between, batting the humans around and stuff, yes. playing volleyball with them, yeah, it's so beautiful. I like the so aspect. I like the aspect that you could actually, like, basically smack the other guy's followers or kind of eat yeah. them. Yeah, you know, that really added something. To, I agree with you on that. It was that was something that was sort of unique to the to the genre. So we're gonna stop our. Listen, we're gonna end our look at ninety five. Now I think we can both agree that. Uh, 92, I remember 93, 94. This is when the, the genre really peaked, I think. Well, people were still, they wanted to jump on board. They wanted to copycat the fighting game genre, but they were still uh, uh, bold enough to kind of spread out their ideas, try different things. So it was a fun time. Actually, we're we're going to go 96. I just saw it was oh, in there. Right. So <laughs> 95, actually, uh, you've got Street Fighter Alpha comes out, which was a. Yes. Uh, a different slant on the Street Fighter series. Again, we weren't going to Street Fighter 3, but what we were doing was going to a different uh, graphical presentation yeah. and really a different fight system. I love the Alpha series with the exception of the fact that they changed how the throws are done, which I never got used to using yeah. uh, a different button set for throws. But it was a, it's a nice series, and a lot of characters came out of it that they moved into other uh, series, yes. you know, and some really good guys in there. Yeah. Uh, Cody comes I was mind. never a huge Alpha fan, but I certainly recognize its place. Right. Uh, 
of course, this is when you're getting, uh, we're going to do it again, start. So now in, in this year, you've got Fatal Fury 3, uh, King of Fighters 95, Samurai Showdown 3, another Fatal Fury. So what, do, what are we doing? What are we doing? We're, we're refining the titles, but it's basically the same thing over and over. And this would, I think, be sort of what collapsed fighting games because you had had a, a lot of copycats there before, and now you're just getting the same thing with a couple See, extra fighters. You know what I think collapsed fighting games? What's that? The home market became strong enough to support them. Yeah. So yeah. I, when you lost your your a lot of your creativity from the arcades, uh, you didn't bring a lot of that over with you. Now there are some great console fighting games exclusive to the to the console. Weapon Lord comes to mind as my all time mm. favorite uh, console exclusive. At least as far as, my, as far as I know. Well, you know I'm a big fan of One Must Fall, which yeah. is a PC exclusive, and it's a great game. So. Now, this game here, and again, getting back to the sequels this year, you've got Darkstalkers Revenge, right? Power Instinct Le Legends. How does Power Instinct earn a, a sequel? That baffles me. Uh, you've got uh, uh, a Kabuki Clash. Uh, you know, this we're getting into some uh, World Heroes Perfect. Uh, Double Dragon fighting game, God Awful. But one I wanted to talk about that came out that year was Street Fighter the Movie. Now... <laughs> Street Fighter the movie has been much much maligned, beaten down movie. And the movie itself is hilariously bad. I, will, I think we can admit that with Raw Julia being awesome, chewing the scenery up. The the Street Fighter the movie, the game, I believe is the full title. Yes. Really, I th and I think we talked this before, but I think this game is better than people give it credit for. I think it's, it's almost exactly like a Street Fighter title that they just glued Mortal Kombat style images over top. It plays just like Street Fighter. It always, for me, I thought, man, they've got, I thought they nailed the gameplay in it. But it's just such a stupid concept. And the characters in it look like they're horrible characters in the film. So it's right. It is hard to take it seriously. Well. Uh, and it looks so stupid. The animation on it is not great either. It No, it's not. I agree. But uh, I mean, I, I, and when you don't have fluid animation in a fighting game, that hurts. Yeah. So. 96 rolls around, and I want to get here because there were a couple of things released. So X-Men vs. Street Fighter comes out. This is my, Capcom's first uh, uh, first journey into genre twisting and yes. combining uh, uh, things, uh, which is, I, I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, you've also got uh, Red Earth, which is, you don't ever hear anybody talk about that. Uh, yeah. I'm not even sure, I don't know if that was even released in the States, do you? I, 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 I played it. playing it. Uh, then you've got Art of Fighting 3, uh, Waku Waku 7. I did actually play great that. Game. Yeah, it's a fun, it's pretty fun game. game. Uh, I thought that was a neat game. But again, I'll, let me just get down the list. Samurai Showdown 4, King of Fighters 96, Street Fighter Alpha 2. You know, you see <laughs> Virtual Fighter 3, Street Fighter EX. you got a couple of Street Fighters that, that, that year. Um, I'm looking here to see how long it took Street Fighter 3 to come out because I wanted to close with that. And sure enough... Uh, uh, Street Fighter 3 comes out the next year in 97. It took forever yes. for this to come out. Now, yes. now, this is a perfect place to stop. And I'll th but tell you why. I had an arcade that I went to. It was in uh, Lexington, Kentucky. And it was the Can Wildcat Arcade right on campus. And I, you've been there. Oh, yes. And it was a great arcade. And you had a lot of uh, very competitive fighting game players coming yes. here. And yeah. you would often wait in line to get to these fighting games. And I'll often, I can't tell you how many times I'd see like a, a Korean or Japanese student that was going to the UK just beating the tar out of everybody on these games. Uh, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighters, everything. Tekken, you know, they were all getting played. 
I remember when uh, when Street Fighter Three came out, and the crowd around this thing was immense, and everybody was waiting to get in. I went back like a week later, and there was nobody there. Yeah. I mean, this game, it, at least in my circles, and I know it, it had some success. I thought it died to death, right? I didn't like any of the characters. I mean, it looked nice. I didn't like any of the new characters. Still don't, by the way. I didn't like any of the... They changed the way the old characters look. I hated the, the commentator, you know, the stupid... The music wasn't as good. I just did, thought it was a real uh, drop. They dropped the ball on the, on the 3. My biggest problem with 3... First of all, 3 looked beautiful. It unfortunately it did. did not look like Street Fighter. No. Uh, and removing some of your key players to uh, shoehorn in some characters that uh, uh, mostly have faded into obscurity. Um, yeah. It, 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 it hurt my pride. It, it, I mean, they, they pulled the people I played the most, uh, which made me not want to play it. I yeah. mean, and, I, and I gave Street Fighter 3 uh, a great, I mean, many of my quarters back in the day because they had it at Rock Lake, uh, where I used to go all the time as a, as a, a teen. Um, but it just was not, it was not a radical shift from Street Fighter 2. It was just an alternate universe almost. It just didn't feel right to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Animation, though, yeah. fluid like water. It was so high detail. Yeah, it was, but it, I mean, the characters, I mean, you had a lot of freaky characters that had, that were ugly and stupid looking and not fun. I just didn't yeah. like it. I mean, I agree. a huge letdown. Yeah, <clears throat> so, with that bummer in mind, uh, we're going <laughs> to move on. Now, just before we step into our first game here, any games that we didn't mention that you were particularly keen on? Fighting Viper. I kept on waiting for you to bring it up, and it never <sighs> came up. I think that, it came out later than what... Than Fighting what? Viper was a 3D uh, cage virtual fighter type of affair uh i just it really clicked for me i don't know why it had the, it's it's claim to fame was you can knock people's armor off sort of like your art of uh, or your uh, fighter's history um i just really liked that game i don't know why that one clicked for me it's funny i i, I never liked that game yeah. <laughs> i'll be honest with you so there you go uh i thought it for me uh moving forward mortal kombat 2 was a tremendous oh. game oh of course i thought that was the of Peak. course now, uh, and really, what they ruined that series for me was adding that run button, which I didn't like. I never eh, liked the run button in okay. that series. But uh, fight, I like Mortal Kombat 2, which just announced an outstanding Do game. Do you have any console or PC shout-outs? Well, one must fall, of course. Um, I had a game for the PC called FX Fighter. I thought it was okay. That was another one. But the PC, I want to say PC, the ports were quite good, but they weren't known for their, you know, their own uh, fighting games that really excelled. Um, I'm trying to think of anything on the console. How, how about I, Clay Fighter? Did you ever get into Clay? I Fighter? didn't like Clay Fighter. I, I thought the con—it was one of those games you played it for a little while, and you laugh, and then you just, and you put it down. I uh, see. I like Clay Fighter. I think <clears> it, it had enough. Uh, you're right, though. It was a gimmick that tried to be a fighting game instead of a fighting game with a gimmick. Uh, I will say. I'll tell you. Speaking of console games, if you're going to pick my probably my all-time favorite game, the Dreamcast port of Marvel vs. Capcom 2 is an outstanding. It's good. It's uh, it's the best. Uh, it plays well with the Dreamcast. The Dreamcast, of course, had a, a, a flurry of great fighters on it, and that was amongst them. So, from this vast universe of fighting games, we were tasked to pick two games, uh, and uh, we both chose. Now, uh, uh, I wanted to pick something. You know, I like to pick things that I have experience with uh, and uh, they can talk about intelligently. Uh, and so, this week, and much of the, after all the great games we talked about, I went ahead 
and picked uh, uh, Time Killers. Time Killers. You sure did. So, <laughs> now, Time Killers came out in 92, we yep. mentioned. Now, pretty early on. A, a lot of people don't know this about Time Killers. It was the it was amongst the first, if not the first, weapons based fighting game because there are weapons involved. Yeah, in the arcade for sure. Um, <clears throat> now this game was manufactured by an outfit called Strata. Now, the funny thing about Strata is they were not what I would call a uh, you know they were not Capcom. They, they or weren't. Midway. Yeah, they were not a peak performer. Their gimmick was, and uh, to their credit, by the way, because these are good games. They came out with the Golden Tee uh, yep. games. They did the very first Golden Tee, and then they did several others. Golden Tee, Golden Tee 2K15, Golden Tee 2K13. They also did a great game called Silver Strike Bowling, which I've actually played that yeah. before. Yeah. They also they did the sequel to uh, Time Killers, which was called Bloodstorm. <laughs> and then they also did the sure arcade did. version of Street Fighter the movie. <laughs> that was them. So... This is the pedigree to beat all pedigrees uh, when it comes to, to fighting games. Now, um, so Time Killers uh, is was a, a game I actually owned. I had to yes. look to see if this actually got a dedicated cabinet because I wasn't sure no. it did, but no, it did. It did. Oh, it, really? Did, as far as I could tell, it had dedicated dedicated cabinet. Uh, oh. Yeah, I know. I, just I looked. I'm telling you, I, it I, must have not made many. I thought it was a conversion only game. Right. So uh, this game's often. People often think that that the uh, this game is a ripoff of Mortal Kombat, and what and they're sort of right. No, well, I'm... they what they you know when Mortal Kombat came out, everybody's like, hey, we're gonna make the bloody, ridiculous, yes. over the top games. For that aspect, yes. And so this is one of those games that went when Mortal Kombat came out, and I can picture someone from Strata looking at Mortal Kombat and just telling his colleague to hold his beer as <laughs> as I go in and and go nuts. Uh, this game really shares a lot in common uh, with, uh, like, a, an Eternal Champions, right, in terms of plot. Uh, these characters are, are basically plucked from different time periods, and, 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 and they go to battle, yeah. you know. <laughs> and that's pretty much all there is to it. Now, one thing I liked about this game, because, I mean, let's boil it down. Uh, in terms of gameplay, this is a fighting game. Just like with two, there's two health bars. You whack the other guy until his health's gone, and you win. All right, that's just like most two rounds, right? Two rounds. But where this one differentiated itself was in Mortal Kombat, for example, you had uh, upper, you had upper and lower kicks and punches. Then you had a block. In Street Fighter, you had uh, soft, medium, and hard punch and kick. Right. This game went in a whole different direction. In this game, the buttons control your various limbs. Yes. So you've got you've got five buttons, and I remember one of the wacky things about this game is you would one of the buttons that you would use for your head was also the start button. Yes. So it made wiring it up interesting uh, because I I don't know if I mentioned, but I did own this game. Yeah. So you've got a button for your head and buttons for your arms and legs. Yes. Okay. And so if I hit the right arm button, my guy would use his right arm. Right. Left arm, left arm. I sort of like Tekken. Went ahead and copied that. Formula yeah. without the head. Yeah, and it's an interesting one thing I like about it is you know exactly what you're doing, basically. Well, where you're, you're attacking from. That's right. Now, uh, in the case of a of, of a of a guy with a weapon of some sort, uh, you like uh, I'll use Rancid for example, since he's the character I'm most familiar with. Rancid uses a chainsaw in battle. Uh, so if you, now if you hit his left arm, he just punches basically. Yeah. If you hit his right arm, he tries to hit you with a chainsaw. Right. And if you hit, here's the thing I like, if you hit both buttons, he'll use both his hands to kind of cut you with a chainsaw. Yes. So there is a logic to it that's lost on a lot of people. 
Now, <clears throat> so we we know you've got crazy fighters. And let me go over some of these guys. There's not a ton of them, so I'll just go through real quick. So you've got from two from twenty thousand BC. You've got Thug. He's a caveman with typical a typical caveman. With a, yeah, one thing about this game, no one is that. There's only a few guys that are really they, they, they're a stereotypical they hell. The stereotypes that said put him in. And by the way, much like uh, Eternal Champions, is a caveman. So Thug is a caveman. He's got a a stone axe. Okay. Then you've got Leaf uh, from eight twenty nine A.D. He's a Viking. He's a Viking. He's got an axe. He looks like a Viking. Uh, he's a Viking. Uh, probably, he, you know, his name's Leaf. So it's like Leaf Eric and Erickson sort of thing. Yeah. Then you've got Lord Wolf. He's from 1202 A.D. And he's a knight in every sense yes. of the word. You know, he's got Excalibur. He, sell, he says that Excalibur! Yes. He's in armor. He's my guy. You know, he's a guy. Uh, from 1455 AD, you've got Musashi. All right, you, and again, the most the well-known samurai of all time is a guy named Yamoto Musashi, and they just said, "Hey, samurai, bam, here Pull he is." Pull that name. There we go. And so he's a, he is as generic a samurai as you can get. Yep. He fights with a couple swords, uh, and that's the way it is. Now, my favorite guy by a long way, and probably the most unique character in the game from 2024 AD, just a few years away. Yeah, that's creepy, isn't it? <laughs> Rancid. Rancid's just like a punk, uh, real arrogant jerk with a mohawk, and he fights with a chainsaw. He's yes. from New Chicago, <laughs> which, hey, if the way Chicago is going, you may need to walk around with a chainsaw here soon. <laughs> uh, he's got a big X on his forehead, which I'm guessing they might have picked that up from uh, uh, Fright Night. Was a, uh, uh, there's a guy in there that has a big X on his forehead. Okay. And then I have read, I unsubstantiatedly, uh, this isn't a huge stretch, that Rancid was partially based on Ash from Evil Dead. Yeah, who so happens I, to be the other guy that carries a chainsaw around? Yes. Uh, so he's I'll, I'll, he's my favorite guy. Then from twenty or twenty eight eighty five, you've got Orion, yes, your typical space guy. Yeah, he's a guy from space. Bounty that's, hunter. That's all you need to know. Again, these guys are very similar to the Eternal well, Champions. Well, he's a bounty hunter from space that uses a lightsaber. Yeah, and these guys, so. are, if you look up, I'm not going to go into fully into their, all their background, but they actually are, they're, they're sort of fleshed out uh, in the game um, and, and in the, uh, I mean, they have a backstory. They have story, yes. Yeah. So from yeah. 32, you'd think these guys from the future would have a, a edge on the caveman. <laughs> You know, like like you could just literally ha throw a lighter down, and when he's staggered over looking at it, you just chop him in half. You know, <laughs> so and from this another guy again. These names are so funny. From thirty two ninety seven, you got Matrix. <clears throat> it's a lady with a bionic arm in place of one of her, one of her own arms, and she has a sword up like a like sort of like a lightsaber, yeah. basically, or like a a fabulous sun sword. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for those Thundar fans. And then another perennial favorite of mine from 4002 AD. This doesn't even seem fair. Mantaz. Mantaz is like a a, a, a walking praying, a walking talking human praying mantis. He's the non-human character. I guess he was a human. She. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a girl. It's a. It's. Uh, she's the queen of of her race. And and uh, she there she is she she has a, her weapon her own razor sharp claws yes. yeah so and then of course the boss in this if you can get in here I've done Good this a couple stalker. I've done yeah. it but it was back when I was at the peak of my powers is and by the way you can't beat this guy is death uh, death is is just uh and death doesn't <laughs> you know when you think death what do you think like a skeleton or Grim something Reaper. not this guy he looks like he went to Thanos's yard sale. <laughs> 
He's yeah. got just like purple and yeah. green on He's a multicolored. <laughs> well, he starts out in the wraith uniform or uniform clothing with the cloak, and you can't see anything. Yeah, and then he transforms into a box of crayons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now, so you've got a uh, you've got your you got a wacky plot. You got wacky characters with weapons. But that's not wacky enough. It's like close. Not nearly wacky enough. <laughs> not nearly enough. So, one of the things that I think is great about this game is your is when you start pummeling a guy. Let's say you're working a guy's left arm. All right. If you hit him enough times in the arm, his arm will come off. Yes. It will, it will fall off. <clears throat> and then the character, or if you're like another player or yourself, if you if your arm's gone, you can't use it. And what's great is, is when you yes. push the left arm button. Little spurts of blood yeah. come out with the arm, <laughs> like this is... <laughs> which I love. I love the fact that it's still interactive. You can pump up. You can spill as much blood as you want, yeah. uh, and eventually you can get to the point where you're fighting someone with no arms. Yes, all they can do is kick you and headbutt. Now, how many games are like that? I mean, do you got to well, no? Listen, you've got to give for that better credit. or worse. You're right. It's unique. I think it's awesome. Now, this game also has you know you can kill people in Mortal Kombat after the fight's over, like a loser, or in, in Time Killers, where they took it to, they took it up a notch, you can pretty much kill people anytime you want. Anytime. It can be your first move. So, in this game, if you hold down all your buttons, uh, you will, and, and well, when you, there's two ways to do it. You can hold down your buttons and push towards the other player, and your character will do like a death yeah. spin or whatever, They'll, a big move with their weapon. And if the other character doesn't block it, it hits him right, it just chops their head off. It kills him. That's I mean, it. doesn't matter how much energy they've full got. Full health to nothing. Now, if you if the character is stunned, okay, then you can t- you can still do that if if you're being merciful, like a jerk. But if you're going to be a stud, you do you go for the killer move, which you hold all the buttons down, push toward them, and your character runs over, chops off their arms and legs, and then beheads them, yeah. which is the best. Now... This stuff can happen in the first round. If it does, round two comes out, the guy's back. All his, I guess they sewed him up or, or, or whatever. Well, they just, they, well, it's time killers. They just pulled the before he died and put him back in there. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that was a great aspect of it. And I like the fact that you can disarm someone literally to where they're having to headbutt you. And there's, you take great pli- pride in beating someone with no arm. Yes. You really, you've really embarrassed them if you can. If you I can. believe you get a bonus if you win with no arm. I think arms, you do. Yeah. I thought this game had a really good sound. I like the sound effects in it. There's a very cool. St- okay. uh, when you yeah. pick your characters, they're like they're standing on this grid, like I'm like a grid pattern, and, and there's a spotlight over it. And when you pick it, that grid they all back out except for the one you picked, and the grid slowly melts away, and your guy sort of tumbles in the space. Yeah. And it makes this real cool noise. And the rift, the rift opens up, and he gets sucked into it's it. It's real. Co- I always thought that was an awesome opening. And then it basically, when it'll show the background of where you're at, and a little hole, like a portable hole opens up in the sky, and your characters just flop out yeah. on the ground, you know, so you can fight. Again, a, a very, very similar to Eternal Champions. Yeah. Um, the, let's look at, the, so I'll, those are things I like. I think the graphics are nice and colorful. The characters, they're not, they're, for the most part, are generic. Like, so there's a couple yeah. cool characters, but they don't really play, like, 
I wouldn't. I don't. None of them remind remind me a whole lot of like. It's like you can't say like this is your Ryu and this is your that. Oh no, no. You know they since it's weapon based, it's got a different feel to it. Now, uh, Samurai Showdown was a, a a much much better weapon based yes. game. That but but uh, this doesn't play like that either. I mean, no. it's sort of a place. I, the closest thing I can think of that it plays to, to reminds me of so a little bit of Primal Rage, and in the way the way you. The way I you would play say it. that's the closest. Uh, this sort of plays like the. Uh, bonus round when the first time you get to it a street fighter where you're beating up the car <laughs> you just run in you start hitting the buttons because you don't know what to do that's well, how this game plays you learn to play it that's the whole point you learn and, and each guy do has you? yeah each guy has several cool moves uh that they do uh you know it depends on what swords or whatever they've got the chainsaw guy has a bit where he puts up he lays on the ground and the chainsaw catches the on the ground and scoots him across like a yeah. sweet move, and he shoot hits you in the legs with it, which I always thought was a cool move. And they're spinning. So, like I said, Rance's guy, pretty much, he's my go-to guy. Although Wolf, <laughs> I, I do like Wolf. That's yeah, the, he can he's shoot got that long range, Alex yeah. caliber. But I mean, uh, I, I like the graphics, in this, but they're not, they're not. It's not a high frame the rate. The graphics They're, are fine, but the animation is garbage. It's not the best. I mean, it, it, the backgrounds are kind of. I mean, I. In some ways, it reminds me of uh, the Zelda game we covered a couple weeks ago. The backgrounds, Mister, actually look like have Pretty a kind awesome. of hand drawn look. You know, some, some do. Yeah, some and are better. Some than of that. the backgrounds are absolute trash. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Which one did you hate? Is there one uh, The well, I can go through the ones I liked. All right. Uh, uh, Throgs, the caveman's background with yeah. the dinosaur, the dead dinosaur laying there. I like that one. Uh, Wolf's background, which is you see on the screen if you're watching the stream, yeah. um, those are both good. Uh, uh, Rancid's uh, cityscape, where you're fighting on the top of the building, that's yeah. a good one. Um, that's it. I'd say mixed bag. We'll go there yeah. with that. I, I think after that, they're all downhill. So what do we not like about the game? Well, the computer in this is not amused. He comes out, and he's not giving you an inch right away. The AI in this is brutal. It's stupid. It comes out and beats you like a dog. If you get stunned, you're dead. Yeah. He will. They will kill you like that. They will not, and, and they're not too bad about hitting the death move before that one, but when you get stunned, you might as well write that round off, sucker. You're done. Uh, the uh, characters, I don't think they necessarily get harder as you go. I just think they're hard, period. Well, they do get harder, but you, you can't play it like a fighting game. You have to cheese it. You have yeah. to continuously do jump kicks, and you have to. Uh, you can't do any of your moves when you fight the computer. You have to be Even very careful. Even on its careful. easiest setting, uh, it, it's, it's, it's very unforgiving. Yeah. Um, another thing that really holds this game back is... Uh, the, is the is the bad guy? He's he's unbeatable. He's literally I've never beaten him, and I owned the game, so he was ridiculously he's, difficult. He is stupid. Yeah, and because he does, and it, again, and you have to kill him to win. You can't you can't just beat him by hitting him. You have to physically you, you get your kill move off on him, and it's no easy task. Well, he does so much damage when he hits you. I mean, three hits, just normal hits, and you're dead. <laughs> so, it's so that's. <laughs> Crap like that, I don't know why they do it. You know, this game, I will say, I don't know how well it did in the arcade. There are no numbers, but I would well, say not well. I, well, I mean, it was well enough. It did well enough for people to want to port it, and so it had. Well, it, it was supposed to have a couple ports. Uh, one was for the Super Nintendo, and one was for the Genesis. Of course, you had to port to those, right? Um, <clears throat> the uh, Super Nintendo port basically they kicked it. They like get this out of here. I'm not sure it ever got programmed. Now, the Genesis port did get programmed. It took uh, uh, a couple years to get it to home. It took forever. And it finally got released in 96, and it was published by Black or, yeah, per, Black Pearl. And it was just the 
horrible, horrible <laughs> port. It was just god awful. I looked at it. I didn't know it had been ported. It, it took it, bad and somehow made it much, much, much worse. It's hideous. Yeah. It's absolutely hideous. I also remember hearing a long time ago, and I can't substantiate this as much as I look. I'd heard that the background, some of the art of this was done with D, on the Amiga with D-Paint. I know there's an Amiga connection to this game, uh, but I can't. I didn't want to say exactly what it was because I'm not 100% sure. Sure. Um, the game also got a sequel, Bloodstorm, which is similar but different. I don't like Bloodstorm at all. I don't ever play it. Uh, it I like this a lot better than Bloodstorm. Bloodstorm, the character's no good. At least, at least Time Killers had... Um kind of a cheeky feel where Bloodstorm tried to become more of a fighting game and it didn't do well. It, yeah. it didn't It didn't pull it off. Um, to give you an idea of the reviews on this, uh, in Next Generation, a reviewer uh, said, it lacks any redeeming qualities whatsoever and is easily the worst example of a 2D fighting game in history. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> it's not good, but it's not that bad. So, <laughs> they, didn't, they were not fond of it. So, what can we conclude from Time Killers? It's not for everyone. It's funny that I said how much I was appalled about Mortal Kombat, and then I ended up doing this game because it's over-the-top violent with arms getting cut off and blood spurting everywhere. And this is far more realistic than Mortal Kombat. You think? With like I, the, it has When you pull off a limb or you limb sever, it's one limb. It's not like... 30 femurs like Mortal Kombat 2 <laughs> well, That's true. Yeah, because you can break your arm like 10 times in, in that game. Um, I looked this up on eBay. There are no time killers for sale, and there's no, there have been none sold recently. However, uh, the boards are available, and they're going... Oh boy, why do we sell ours? It's another one. They're going for uh, somewhere between $190 and $300. Uh, they're, wow. It's a pretty sought-after board. Huh. Uh, this game was an anomalous, wacky game in the in the pantheon of fighting games. They they tried to copy two different genres, and in the end, they didn't do a great job of copying either one. No. But they made a game that was <laughs> something I remember and owned and enjoyed. They certainly made a game. So let's move on to Brent. What do you got for us this week? And we'll see what you've got in store. I picked my all-time favorite. Arcade game. Excuse That's me. That's right. Sneeze Simulator. Uh, <laughs> I won! <laughs> X-Men versus Street Fighter. Oh, boy. Holy moly. When this game came out, it blew my little mind. <laughs> uh, around here, we really didn't get uh, a, the money of the Marvel fighting games previous. Uh we, I mean, we, their Children of the Atom was we here. We did see that one, But yeah. it, it kind of just passed through, and not a lot of people played it. And Marvel, uh, Marvel superheroes, I believe we, Same, I think I, I, I don't saw. Think, I don't think it ever made it, had an appearance in I, our We, we owned it briefly, yes. so that's a point. I think that's where I first played um, it. But when this game hit, and it's weird, and this was true all over, when this game first hit the arcade floor, it was, it had buzz, but not a whole lot of people played it. But the popularity grew immensely as the years went on. It was very odd. It sold more systems after its initial launch than its initial launch mm. by, by a large margin. Uh, so what is X-Men vs. Street Fighter? Capcom, as we kind of discussed earlier, took two genres of fighting games that they've been working on, their Street Fighter Baby and their Children of the Atom Baby, and they, they mushed them together. But they didn't want to just mush them together and call it a day. They added in team fighting elements where you could tag in... you When you selected your character, you selected two characters instead of one. 
and you uh, could tag them in at any point during the match. And you could use them to use team-up moves or uh, something rarely done but is doable. <coughs> you can use them as counter moves. So when your opponent attacks, you counter and then it tags in your opponent and your, or tags in your teammate and your teammate gets a free hit. Mm. Uh, what made this game incredibly special was the quality of fighting. The visuals are off the frickin' charts. They're, they're some of the best sprite animation that has ever been. Um, the sound uses the Q sound from the arcade. That made a difference, too. It that did. Q sound. It really it does. Did. It did say it was, the like, music was a gimmick. Was, that was on the CPS2 board when that yes. was originally came out. Mm-hmm. It, it, and when you, you, you always think, I'll listen to this gimmick, but it did have a really beautiful sound. Beautiful yeah. sound. Beautiful music uh, throughout the entire game. Uh, it also had a decent roster of fighters. Uh, it had 16 fighters with one hidden hidden fighter, hidden for like two seconds, uh, in Akuma. Um, and it evenly teamed out the two sides. You had eight X-Men to choose from, and you had eight Street Fighters to choose from. And while both casts are missing some key players, uh, they're diverse enough and true enough to their history, their source material, that I felt it was okay. Uh, almost all of these were sprite rips from other games, uh, which they took and then they cleaned up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, and you could tell. I mean, it was pretty obvious. Yeah, I and, thought. and really, when you refine, when you take sprite art into another game and then you refine it, usually, especially Capcom's, known for some of the best sprite art throughout all genres that they've ever worked on, um, refine their sprite art to make it even better. Holy moly. So, I'm not going to run through it. Well, I'll run through all the characters just real quick. Most of them are pretty well known. Um, yeah. From directly ripped from the X-Men side uh, out of the Children of the Atom game, you've got Cyclops, Storm, Juggernaut, Magneto, and Wolverine. The three new characters that they did complete new sprite art for, never in a game before this, was Gambit, Rogue, and Sabretooth. Now, I, I gotta say, uh, you know, Gambit is one of my all-time favorite characters. Yes. I've got the very first appearance of Gambit hanging on my wall in there. And I love I love the fact that they got, uh, when they brought these guys in, as they did with Children of the Atom, they got the people that did the voices on the animated show to yes. come and do the voices. And yep. That was very important. All of these characters were based off the 1990s cartoon that was running at the time in the United States. Yep. I'm, I'm guessing worldwide. We just, it's funny, we just talked about this last night. Yeah. We were talking about the cartoon, here it is. It, it was a tremendous cartoon and really helped push the popularity of X-Men and, and comics, really, in general at the time. Yeah. Uh, all of the people who, when you have a television show that runs for so long, because your first medium is comic books, comic books has no voices, and then you cut you. Sometimes you'll pull from uh, movies for source material, but the movies never had all these characters in them. Mm-hmm. When you when they pulled from the source material, they pulled from the cartoon series, which was running at the time, and pulled all those voices. So when you went to the arcade. In your mind, if you watch the cartoon, you already knew how Cyclops was supposed to sound. Yeah. And when he sounded the same in the video game as he does in the cartoon, that meant something. That was special. Yeah. 
And they, they would even use some of the phrases from the show and stuff. Yes. That was that, that, that was great. And they looked they they looked like they did in the show for the most part, which yes. is cool. Their art is based off of it as well. Yeah. Uh, on the Street Fighter side, you've got your uh, Ken and Ryu combo. Uh, of course, you also have Chung Lee, Cammy. Uh, this was this was mine. This was when Cam, Cammy was still uh, mind controlled by M Bison. So she fights a little bit different than she fights in some of the other games. Uh, Charlie, which is uh, Guile's friend, and this—he's uh, the dud of the group. In this, in this game, Charlie's ending sets up for characters way down the line for Dark Charlie. This was the game. If you watch his ending, this is where he gets uh, uh, corrupted, injected, mutated, whatever you want to say. Um, of course, you also got big, big guys and Jeef. You've got Dalsim, uh, M. Bison, and Akuma, which was a hidden character. Boy, this is an all-star lineup. Oh, if if yes. you take out, like, I'm not a fan of Charlie, and I'm not a huge fan of Storm or Sabretooth, but they're okay. None of them are bad. I mean, Roy, that is an all-star lineup. You've got yes. there's a few guys that I would like to see in there, but they're not necessarily like Sagat. But I mean, I could, they've got a good lineup right there. I thought they and with Akuma in there as well. That's a that's a good lineup. And when you play the 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 uh, computer, which in my opinion, one of the most fun games to play versus a computer is this game. One reason why I love it so much because you don't always have people around. Uh, the computer is is fights hard, but fights fair. It doesn't do anything ridiculous. Uh, the ramp up in difficulty on the the normal settings for me is perfect. If I want a little more challenge, I'll ramp it up a little bit more. Yeah. Um it's a, it is good. But I it's agree. it's really playable. It's a fair really game. playable. Yeah, it's not cheap. I agree. Uh, another aspect that this game took from its previous games was air combos. Most of the time you don't see players use these. I mean, your really top end players will use them, but they're so difficult to get off and they're they, they don't have the payoff that they do in modern games where when you start your combo, you pull off your combo, you basically kill the person. Uh, in this game, the combo system gives you a decent amount of damage, but not a crazy unfair amount. This was also an era where super moves weren't so over the top that yeah. they they ruined the game in my gonna, opinion, and, cause, and that happens probably about two games later when yes. it got when Mortal vs. Capcom did as much as I like it, it's out of control. Yes. The super moves, yeah. Uh, and this, you earn your super moves at, a, at a, a decent rate. You can use your your power bar uh, for combos or for uh, counters, which is also nice. Uh, you can do team attacks. Use two bars, both your guys get on the screen, and that's really as crazy as it ever gets power wise. Yeah. But if you don't have a team that works well together, your team move is not very good. Like if one guy flies across the screen to do a range attack and the other guy sets right at the edge of the screen and does uh, close attacks, you know, those don't meld well, well together. Those That team doesn't fit together. I will say, I, I think the balance they struck in this game is the, is the best of any of them. Well, there are certainly power combos. There are certainly teams that you can put together that are superior to uh, lesser teams. Mm -hmm. However, um, for a casual player or an experienced player, not a professional player, that doesn't matter because the balance is good enough. Yeah. And even later renditions of the, of the arcade game, Capcom, this was when Capcom was, was really on top of their game, and people had pointed out uh, 
flaws where you could do infinite combos on some people. Uh, you could get lockdown moves on some people. There were things that you could do that would slow down the game, like frame rate wise. And as Capcom released updates in the arcade, they actually addressed all this. So the final version of this game is really, really good. All that said, I'm not here to talk about the arcade version. I'm here to talk about the Saturn version. And okay. you can't do that without talking about the arcade. But holy moly, this game's release on the Sega Saturn, unfortunately, only released in Japan uh, due to some of the ridiculous things Sega was saying at the time about how the Saturn was already dead at this point, which was such crap, but it killed all all push to get things that were released in Japan over to the States. So this was only released in Europe and Japan. It required the 4 meg pack to play. Required, not an option. You had to have it to even for the game to boot. And it was region locked. So getting it over here in the States uh, took effort. It you took... could you couldn't use the four meg pack that was the pack in four meg ram pack that was the pack in for the game because that was not enough to remove the region code on the console so you could play Jap Japanese games in your North American console uh, so you had to buy basically two packs or modify your Saturn to uh, add a jumper switch which you did which I did I've got it sitting over here somewhere um <clears throat> but. My friend and I, Mike, played this in our college days. So much our fingers bled. <laughs> it was so arcade perfect. It was a tremendous and port, yeah. When I say arcade perfect, I mean people have measured frame rates, put animation side by side, and while, of course, you'll never get 100% perfect because that's just unrealistic to take from one thing to another where it counts where it matters it was basically 100% arcade perfect and it was such an achievement and we can note this achievement by the PlayStation release which I played a lot of that's the one I played the most uh, released a year later than the Saturn release the PlayStation release had no tag fighting uh, you could only do tag fighting if both teams were the same. So if you had Wolverine versus Ken on one team and Ken versus Wolverine on the other team, then you could have the tag aspect yeah. of the game. Yeah, that was a real um, We never did that. Also, the, it, <clears throat> the amount of frames of animation on the PlayStation version is abysmal when compared to the Saturn version. The difference is so massive like, some characters are so detrimental. Zangief doesn't have a standing animation. When you're just idle standing there, he has one bob and down. Whereas in the arcade and the Saturn version, he's wringing his hands, he's doing all this cool stuff. Uh, and in a lot of your bigger sprites, this, this happened to. Uh, because the PlayStation at the time did not have the RAM to store all these sprites. And thinking about that now, you're thinking, what in the world? That's ridiculous, you know? <clears throat> and the PlayStation did a ton of amazing things, but yeah. that gives you how detailed these sprites were and how many frames of animation these sprites had. 
that a powerhouse <clears throat> console like the PlayStation, and they tried, brother, they pushed everything they could to get this, you know, to get it to work properly. Because they knew when it was released, it was going to get destroyed by the press, and destroyed by the press it yeah, was. Yeah, I, I remember it was it was a uh, uh, it was not popular. Now, let me ask you, since I, I've not played the uh, Saturn version for a long time, uh, and I emulated this, how were the uh, how were the load times on it? Speedy, were they? Absolutely speedy. That's an extra memory probably um, coming into play. That that four meg pack that you plug into your Saturn means a world of difference mm -hmm. for sprite-based gaming mm -hmm. because a lot of sprite... I mean, pushing sprites are on the screen for a, a Saturn-era console was not a problem. They had perfected it. Um, but having all the resources needed to pull from was the issue because no one... Four megs of RAM back in the day was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was a ton of RAM. That'd be like 40 gigs today or something. Uh, so when you put that card in, that it was a magical card. When you put that thing in, and you had all that extra room, it really made a difference to sprite-based games where you could pull all that extra memory to. Mm. Um, a few secrets about the game, uh, Saturn-specific. Uh, when you beat the game the first time, you could turn on to pick the same character. So you could have a team of of Magneto and Magneto versus somebody. Right. Um, this was something you could do in the arcade, but it took a little some shenanigans to kind of get to work. It's one of those things we had to move the cursor around the, the uh, play field in a, or around the selection yes. screen in a certain way. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> another thing that the uh, uh, Saturn allowed was the ability to speed up and slow down the game. Uh, it went from a plus four to a minus four, and a plus four was really fast. I mean, you surprising the console could even handle it fast. Uh, and no one played on negative four because that'd be stupid. <laughs> um, some Easter eggs in the game. Uh, if you hit start, just like the arcade, you can go over and keep whacking on your opponent at when, when the fight's over. Love that. Uh, <laughs> Got to do that. Real fun if you have a power meter left. Yeah. Now, you only get like three or four seconds. But if you, as soon as the match ends, hit start, run over, and do your super move, it freezes. You get a freeze frame at the end of the round of the last. Usually, it's your winning pose. That's what it's supposed to of be. You pummeling the guy, but <laughs> you get a winning pose of like your super. So it was kind of fun to kind of. I frame used to really, up. I used to really piss off the chud doing that. Yeah. That was one of my favorite moves. <clears throat> um, of course, you could play as Akuma, and this was just go to the top of the character select in the middle and hit, hit up, up again, yeah. and you could play Akuma. Uh, something far less known is you can actually play as the Alpha version of Chung Li in this. It's mostly a cosmetic change, um, but it's something, if you hold start for five seconds on her character and then hit a button, it selects the alternate costume. Oh, neat. Um, this, like I said before, is my all-time favorite arcade game. Uh, and a lot of, and it's by far my all-time favorite Saturn game. Uh, a lot of it is I have good memories tied to it, um, uh, but the rest of it is, it is an incredible fighter that you can play with with friends, obviously awesome. It's incredibly fun. But playing this against the computer is fair and balanced enough that you can still have fun. You can play characters that you aren't the best with and still have fun. Uh, fighting the end boss, which I guess we should touch on, uh, the end boss in this is not 
like the rest of the game. Um, you fight Apocalypse, and Apocalypse is actually in the background, and his arm in the foreground because he's so huge. So when you're fighting, you're really fighting against his arm that can turn into different things like like uh, maces or drills. And you uh, hit him. You can hit him in the head if you jump up and hit him that way, or you can hit him in the arm, and you just do enough damage to him to eventually defeat him. A uh, very unique fight for the time. It was, uh, it's wacky. Yeah, it, it's, it's more a, like an end boss in a in a, in a beat em up than it is a fighting game. You're right, but it's it's neat because you play uh, seven rounds of normal team based fighting, and then you get to something that's different. So it, it's nice. And then the final final boss to see whose ending you're going to get is you fight your teammates. Yeah, uh, which is I always thought was fun. So. Uh, Unless you lose. <laughs> well, yeah, if you lose, it's over. No continues. It's just you lose. Yeah. That's it. Um, I incredibly love this game. I, I have loved it since its release. Uh, what is your opinion on it? I, I agreed. Uh, uh, I, I emulated it this time, but I have played in the past. It's a great It's a great port. It really is. It's the closest thing you can come to the arcades. Yeah. All right, Brandy. Let's see what our uh, beloved viewers and listeners have to say about this. Yes. As we look at the game reviews sent in by some of our buddies on the Discord. Excellent. Pixels at Dawn. Uh, X-Men versus Street Fighter. An excellent port. <laughs> as I choke. Yes. With a solid lineup of characters and the same type moves that you expect from a Capcom fighter. Absolutely. Does suffer from feeling slightly more cramped on a 4-3 resolution, 8 to ten, eight out of 10. No, I'll agree with that. Mm-hmm. I, I, did, I never really thought of the resolution. <laughs> oh, my gosh. If that gets it's got a report to a 16 by 9, oh, that'd be awesome. I've never even thought of that before. Oh. Moving on oh. with Pixels. Time Killers, not a pretty looking or sounding game when you consider Street Fighter 2 came out the year before. That's Almost true. saved itself when I took both my opponent's arms off, and he still came at me like the Black Knight in Mighty Python. <laughs> but the control system just encourages too much button mashing and not enough strategy. Three out of ten. Brutal pixels. Brutal. Three. Uh, well, uh, all those are valid points. <laughs> Our other review came in from Graham. Graham. W. Vebke. The man way down there. Good friend of the show, as is Pixels. Graham writes... X-Men vs. Street Fighter, while I haven't played the Saturn version, the arcade version is very solid and playable 2D fighter. The introduction of the tag team into the series is very welcomed. Yes. And I personally love the graphics, the controls, and the responsiveness of the game. 8 out of 10. Yeah, and really, if you've played the arcade version, you've basically played the Saturn version. It's so similar. He also writes, The Time Killers. This game, this is the game that attempted to cash in on Mortal Kombat's popularity and didn't succeed, perhaps due to the horrible sound and middle-of-the-road graphics. <laughs> but the gameplay is somewhat original with with the weapons, but it does rely on button combos. That's true. Yeah. And the AI has plenty of cheap shots waiting for you. Five out of ten. <laughs> well, you know, I think five is a little a little too fair, and three is a little too hard. Brutal. I'm a... I'm a, I'm a, I'm a four kind of guy. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, thanks for, thanks for sending those reviews in y'all. Yeah. Always fun to read. We love to get them. And if you want to be able to leave us reviews, uh, join the Patreon. $1. We'll get you on board get you into the discord. Let you find out what we're playing a little bit early and really helps us out. Booze money. That's right. I wish. So thanks for your reviews. 
You know, now, as I recall, and I guess you're going to get to this shortly, but th- this game is at one point was demanding a pretty pretty penny, wasn't it? Uh, I will go over the eBay prices, and it will shock you. you. This game can be had right now for twenty bucks. Really? I was I, I could have sworn this game was expensive back at, then. At its peak, I mean, when this was released, uh, importing especially, I mean, importing through the net wasn't even heard of. But importing in general was you go to your specialty store, and they might have a few imports. And on the shelf, this game was a $100 game. Yeah. Uh, after it went away from the shops, but people still wanted to play it, this game was fe- fetching uh, $150, $200. If you, had the car, if you had the action replay cart that got past the region locks, it could go as high as $250, $300. Yeah. However... Those are all things of the past. Uh, uh, much like sports games, uh, when a new rendition comes out and makes the old one a little obsolete, uh, most people in the fighting community, which is the only people who are really playing this anymore, uh, have moved on to uh, Marvel versus Capcom type affairs. Which I like this better than the original Marvel vs. Capcom. And, and this, uh, this game has unfortunately... Uh, just been lowered in value due to there aren't enough people out there wanting to play it anymore hmm. or have the ability to play it on the Saturn anymore. So actually, and what's really, really sad is the PlayStation version of this fetches a higher price, uh, normally going for uh, 60 to $80. That is, that's, yeah, that is. Because it, it, it's such, I mean, it's because people have more of an ability to play a PlayStation game than they do have the ability to play a Saturn game, which I understand, but it still it makes me it makes me very sad. Fair enough. Well, as the values go up and down, we know one thing. There's one area the value will never decrease, Brent. What's and you know that? what that is. What's it? It's the wheel. Oh. oh my goodness. Here we go. Alright, now Brent, tell the folks what we added this week. I believe you clocked on DOS? That's correct. 1980s DOS. We're going to lean this forward. Now, Brent, give the wheel a big spin. And in te- last week, you called your shot. Yes. You could try to double it up this you week. You know what? What's that? I've been having so much fun with the Sega Saturn. And that poor old piece has been on the wheel. It was here. So I believe Boat was still on the show when that debuted. So, almost a year. Yeah. Uh, I think it's time. Okay, spin the wheel. Make the deal, sir. Here we go. Midway. Midway. Wow, okay. Okay, so, Brent, tell the people what that means. We will be picking a game from the Midway Library, and it is a vast library. Holy moly, is it vast. Yeah, now, Midway, we're going to stick to arcades, or we're going to do anything, anything? Okay. yeah, it's open Wow, that's massive, massive. So, tune in next week to see us pick games from the ridiculously large Midway Library. Yes. Any parting thoughts? Uh, I really enjoyed this week. This is really my bag. Uh, as a teen, this, I mean, I went to the arcades. <laughs> Funny story, real quick, as we're parting out here. Uh, I used to go to the arcades when I was in the 13, 14 area, and we had two a mall with two arcades on either end of the mall. And I would go and I'd play Street Fighter, and I liked playing other people, because that's where the fun of the game is. Uh... I would play other people until people wouldn't play me anymore. Because I was pretty good. I was a good hand at these when these first came out. Uh, 
and everyone who wanted to play the game would go to the other arcade. So when I ran out of people to beat in the arcade I was in, I would actually leave, go to the other end of the mall, and play that machine because that's where everyone had went to. What a jerk. <laughs> what a massive jerk. Although I will say when the uh, when the uh, arcade, when the mall had two arcades, that was a golden a Glorious era. time. The gold mine, one and two. It was great. Yes. Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Uh, you want to say a parting shot to the people in the chat there? Oh, uh, we got Duncan Snells, Anthony Jarvis, Amiga Bang, Richard Mancave, uh, da, 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 da. Chad, Never heard of him. <laughs> Chad Tindler, uh, Picard 2005, uh, me, uh, Duncan Styles. You said him twice. Uh, hey, he's that good. Uh, my wife was here for a while. Matthew <laughs> Patty, uh, Alec Mold, Evan Helen, Hedlin. It's Hetty. That's right. <laughs> Uh, all good people join us today. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, thanks a lot, guys. We'll be back uh, this same bat time next week. So, until then, fight! fight! <laughs>